Today's episode is sponsored by Jonas Paul Eyewear. Stylish kids' glasses with an impact. Mercedes, I know you know about style and your babies are the coolest. You know it. So tell us how cute these glasses are. Okay, listen. It's so hard to find on-trend glasses for kids, and these are the cutest glasses I've seen. Yes. And have you ever used a home try-on kit for glasses? No, but it sounds super fun, and I feel like your kids get to play dress-up. We have Jonas Paul glasses, and this past year, Brooksy, my eight-year-old, needed glasses, so we got a home try-on kit from Jonas Paul. Brooksy loves looking good. He actually legit wore a bow tie all on his own for picture day. Having a kid at home was perfect for him. They sent us seven frames and he had a week to walk around in them and make his own opinion. And it was really nice to not have that quick, we have 10 minutes in a store and there's fluorescent lights and we need to decide feeling. When he picked his frame, we put our order in online and we shipped the box of trial glasses back with the free shipping label provided. Super easy. So you have Jonas Paul glasses at your house and you know what? So does Heather. Yeah, that's right. Mason has them. She's worn Jonas Paul glasses for a couple of years now. We all know that getting glasses to fit on our kids with Down syndrome can be difficult. There's a flatter nose bridge that our kids have and lower set ears, and that can make getting glasses to fit a challenge. Here's the thing about Jonas Paul. Their nose pads are designed specifically for children's noses. They also have these unique adjustable tips that you can bend for a custom fit. So you can make it fit to your child's perfect little face. These glasses are so affordable, half the price of most of the children's glasses out there. Plus, here's the best part, every frame sold prevents childhood blindness in the developing world. It's so great. You know that Jonas Paul now sells glasses for teenagers and our kids are growing up. They're growing up fast and we are gonna need those teenager sizes before we know it. For first time customers, Jonas Paul is offering 15% off. Use the promo code THELUCKYFEW at checkout. Visit their website, jonaspauleyewear.com, to learn more. Hey, friends. Welcome to episode 53 of the Lucky Few podcast, where we are shifting the narrative by shouting the worth of people with Down syndrome. This is Heather. Mercedes. And Micah. And friends, we are so excited to wish you a very happy new year. Happy new year. It's happy new year. We are here to talk about all of our goals for this year because that feels like an appropriate conversation for our first episode back. So thank you for joining us and welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast. Okay, friends. Hi, girls. I've missed you. I've missed Yay. our time together. Good to sit down <laughs> and record. I looked at um, yesterday, I was in my office and I looked at my microphone and thought, it's about time, microphone, my podcast <laughs> microphone. <laughs> microphone was sitting in the corner gathering dust and crying. She was. Crying <laughs> microphone tears. Yes. And I just missed you, girls. Um, it's been an exciting break. Let's start with Mercedes. Mercedes. What happened? How was your break, Mercedes? Oh my goodness. I know. I had a baby, a baby boy. December 20th, he came into the world fiercely. (laughs) Yay. 
best way. The best way. (laughs) Baby Brave. Brave Copeland Lara. He's with us and we are just so thrilled. Um, And he's a sweet baby. And everybody's like, how is having four? And I keep saying the newborn's great. It's the other three that I don't know what to do with. (laughs) I can sit and cuddle and watch my shows with the newborn all day. It's the other Mm -hmm. three that I still have to entertain. Yep. (laughs) That get me. They're just in the way now. They're just in the way. The baby. We were just talking about this, girls. The baby of the family. (laughs) And so he's going to be our last, I think. I always do that. I don't like definites. It makes me uncomfortable. So I just keep saying <laughs> our last, I think. And, um, <laughs> and I just want to soak him up. Like even when he cries, it doesn't phase me. Like him being my fourth infant feels the best. Mm. Like I just feel so prepared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I know what to do. I know what he needs, what he doesn't need, what to stress out about, what not to stress out about. And um, yeah, that part's been really fun. And, um, all the kids are obsessed with him and love him. And I don't know. We're just so happy. We're very busy. We're very, very tired. Yeah. So happy. <laughs> Yay. How's Sunflower as the big oh, sis? She's so good. Um, what, uh, what is she up to? She's just saying, Oh, cute. I love the baby like all day. <laughs> oh, oh, cute. cute. I love the baby. I saw I saw the a video you posted yesterday. Oh, yeah, and she baby was just brave. Saying, He's so cute. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> he is um, really cute. That's all day, all day. Uh, I think even Heather, you experienced it when you came over. There's nowhere you could go safely to hold the baby. Oh my gosh, you guys! <laughs> it was someone so poking funny. at him. Oh my gosh, let me see the baby, but let me see him. I'm like, you're yeah. looking at, him, but let me see him, yeah. which means let me touch his face and be right in there. It's so I funny. Kept, I kept <laughs> switching seats because I sit down and it's like a moth to a flame. Like this, <laughs> so um, but they are like poking in his face. Yeah. Like, oh, guys. Just to, just touch his head, and then <laughs> and then I'll just move, and I move to a different seat, and for a second they're distracted, and then they just like all gather oh, around, <laughs> and then I'll move to a different seat, and then they all get. It was the best. It was that's literally- how it is still. So they're not, they haven't died down. He's still very much new to them, and on the bed, maybe he gets like a quick knee to the head sometimes as we lay on the oh. bed, and they jump in. It's oh, just gosh. funny. He's just kind of jumping into a circus. And he is the main act. <laughs> oh, I love it. And he and doesn't know. Just, and he has no idea. He's just trying to survive and eat. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, this is how life is. There's it's just legs is. and feet jumping at me. And fingers day. poking me. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, shoot. Um, but it was, it's been great. And Christmas was very, it was very different because um, we had the newborn and I was, you know, still healing five days out of the hospital was just our fam. And I remember one year thinking when we first had Sunflower, when are we ever going to have a Christmas where we're not running around? You know, when would we ever do Christmas at our own house where they open and play with their gifts all day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we had one and it was delightful. Good. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. It was fun. It was simple. It was a whirlwind. New Year's was a whirlwind. And we just are loving on baby brave, baby brave. That's so good. Oh, Will you tell us um, about his name? Mercedes? Oh yes. Um, okay. So 
You guys, here's some inside information. I really wanted a girl. I So then that way I would have two girls, two boys. And I had two boys, so I was like, well, the third physical child should be a girl because I already did the two boy thing, right? right. So I totally got myself psyched on a girl. And it was December, and I was going to use my name, Holiday. <gasps> you guys are all going to take that name. You should. It's a great name. Holiday. Um, and then we found out it was a boy, and we had no idea. No idea of a name. Boy names are hard for me. Boy no names idea are hard. I agree. <laughs> so I was asking literally everybody and their mother and their mailman, what should <laughs> I name my child? What boy names do you like? And one of my girlfriends said brave and it really like my heart skipped a beat because I love that name. Oh, you can hear him because it sounds strong and yeah. yet kind. I feel like the name yes. brave is strong and kind. And I love that in a man and I want all my boys to be strong and kind men. <laughs> so there we are. Brave. It's <laughs> beautiful. Thank you. And he's crying. He's coming. He's coming to the, the podcast. Screen. Get ready, everybody. There oh, puppies. <laughs> so good. He's so yummy. If you are only a listener and have never checked out pictures, you need to go on Instagram right this second, either multitask or hit pause on the podcast <laughs> episode and look at pictures of yes. Baby Brave. Baby we'll have them in some Brave. show notes. And Aww. you can also just go to Mercedes, which also Mercedes, and this is coming out after after we record it, this isn't live, everyone. But you also just had the most gorgeous newborn pictures. Oh, and I'm going to stop it right now. I know. They were so, she did such a great job. My friend Emily McAllister, shout out, came down here from Orange County and um, made what an hour of sweating and anxiety doing family photos with my children <laughs> look flawless and gorgeous Amazing. and perfect. <laughs> and she kept being like, you are killing it. You're so good. Mercedes. I'm like, I'm slowly dying inside. <laughs> so good. It's so stressful. But the key is me and Andy just need to be smiling and the kids just look however they look. Totally. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Don't call their perfect. name. Don't get, try to get them to all look just if me and Andy are looking, take the photo. <laughs> they lie where they lie. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Our family had an opportunity to be a part of a photo shoot for a professional brand. I can't mention yet, but I will soon. Ooh. And they had um, this woman on set and it's like, it, we've been hired to do this thing and it felt like a lot of pressure. Like, how am I going to get my kids to participate in this moment, <laughs> yeah. you know, in a way that's successful. <laughs> and there was this woman on set who we later found out is called her title is child wrangler. And so great. it <laughs> was, I, and it was one of those things like, how do you have a child wrangler for every family photo shoot ever? Because never one time does anyone say, look at the camera and smile. Right. Not once. I and she just like does her thing and she had like this calm, powerful presence and made the kids smile and laugh and perform thinking they're just having a blast. Like there was oh, no pressure. I love that. It was a game changer. It was incredible. And so we were, I was talking to the bunch of people on set and there's like, it was insane how many people were there and this like photographer and all these people and the woman who does all the booking, she said, we first call this 
particular person, this child wrangler, and we book around her schedule. So when she's oh available, then we get the photographer, then we get like because all the rest it's of it's that important. She for kids. Yes. Yeah. For kids. And it saves the brands tons of money because they get the shot the yeah. first time instead yes. of having to like bring someone back in because the baby was crying or whatever. Right. So, right. Child wranglers, we love you. I need Wherever that in life. I exactly. I need a, um, a teacher's assistant for mm. my homeschool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I need a sister wife for like daily stuff. Yes. Right. <laughs> and now I need a child wrangler for my photography. For photo shoots. <laughs> for photo shoots. Where are all the child wranglers? Everyone should, if you are looking for a career out there, listener, mm-hmm. go child. into child wrangling. We need more in the world. <laughs> I feel like that title's left for interpretation too. So we need to be specific that it's actually with a photographer. I have definitely written that down in a bio before that my job was child wrangling. Ooh, I love it. I really love that. Um, Micah, how was your break? Oh, it was really good. We went for two whole weeks to my hometown in Texas. I love so that. I am from Amarillo, Texas, and it is in, I always have to explain to people in California, it's in the square part at the top of Texas. That's called the panhandle. And, <laughs> uh, and it's, so it's like between New Mexico and Oklahoma and you get, it's a high elevation. So you get all four seasons. So oh. it was winter. <laughs> and it was cold and but no snow my kids were really counting on snow oh and they were super bummed um i feel like we're at a like every other year we go either to chris's family on the east coast or my family in texas and every other year it snows in the opposite place Oh, bummer. You always miss it. (laughs) We always miss it. The kids are like, they've packed all their mittens and stuff in hopes and never happens. But we had a really great time. Both of my brothers live in my hometown and their families and uh, their, my sisters-in-law have been in my life forever. So I've known one of them since I was four. I've known the other since I was in high school. And so it's just, I just love being with all of them. And I love that. yeah, my nieces and nephews are um, mostly high school and college age. I have one seventh grade niece, but they are just so um, cool and fun and sweet. And so they do a lot of like hanging out with my boys, my, uh, my nephews, both love to play basketball. So they did a lot of playing basketball with my boys. And, um, and then my two of my nieces are both involved because of ACE, like in the, they, there's like a, a peer group that works with kids with different abilities in their high school and middle school. And they are both really passionate about kids with different abilities. So whenever sure. ACE comes to town, they're like, all in and super excited and um it's just fun to see how loved he is and how important he is to the family so and that's so fun for you and chris because then you're like so hands off yes for sure it's so fun it's like a lot of everybody like the family gets together and everybody swoops in and um you know is playing with ace or um Brooksy, my middle son, is just the loudest child in the world, which yeah. I think he, he kind of 
has to be <laughs> to, to <laughs> the <get> middle. Attention. <laughs> but um, he he's just in heaven when he's with his cousins because they think he's funny. And so he's just <laughs> performing the entire time. That so would be loud, my roads. So ridiculous. <laughs> uh, so we just kind of get the get the best of everybody. Oh, it's <laughs> so, beautiful. Yeah, it was good. That's fun. Um, we were in yeah. Chico with family for Christmas with Josh's family, and Josh's family. Um, Josh has one brother, and his dad. So with his dad said, his dad has two siblings and they each, one has one kid, one has two kids. So he has three cousins. So it's not a huge family. Like there were the yeah. five cousins. And then of those five cousins, one has two kids, one has one kid. So when everyone's there, there's like 26 people, which is a lot of people, but really a small family because it, yeah. it's not a lot of cousins, but we're all together. It's super fun. <clears throat> but Josh's family, they're all also like, everyone's like five ten to six, four oh, wow. like, and loud. they call themselves a loud family. No one's offended by this if they listen. So it's just like a lot of people sound. taking up a small space with a lot of sound. <laughs> so it was so fun. They're so fun. Uh, but August found his way, like most time, like where's Augie? And he was just in our little space. We were like in the basement area. Our family was, <laughs> and he was down there with his toys by himself. Most he of the time, like I'm good guys. Cause he's such an introvert and, um, truly was just in heaven. Like so many, so much energy, so many people right. she's just yeah. shining. Yes. And Mason is like a roller coaster. Yes. <laughs> She's all the things the whole time. It's like, she loves it. Like all she wants is to be in a room with 26 people. And then many times throughout the day, she's going like walking in between groups, people talking, going, be quiet. <laughs> oh my gosh. She's hit a wall for that moment. She's hit a wall. Oh, you guys bless her heart after. And it was more presence than I've seen in my whole life. Like Josh's family is, they love, love Christmas, but it was like, I mean, like trips to Disney World, cruises, tickets, wow. yeah. Louis Vuitton bags, brand new cameras, hoverboards, and just, and that was just the beginning. My poor kids, we just don't do gifts like that. I'm like, oh, you guys. I, and I normally a sock don't puppet. feel bad for this. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Sock here's puppet. Your, here's your woody We're dolls. Gonna, we got some seeds. We're going to garden. Oh, my gosh. Yes, that would be mine. But at the end of the, after all the present opening and like it settles down a little bit, and we're in a small space. It's a small house. Mason's on the couch and she doesn't usually stim like this. And she's like rocking. <laughs> like, like she just needs some time I know. it's just so interesting yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting when you have a kid who has sensory stuff yeah and mason's pretty mild if there's a spectrum of sensory um she's my she's pretty mild but she's there for sure yeah and like all that input and then how she's going to get it out and it's um it felt i don't i don't know what the word is it feels like it's a negative word it was challenging is not the right word, maybe conflicting because she just, I feel like it's, it's hard for my kids to fit in, in a space like that. Yeah. And, yeah. um, like a lot of moments of like wanting her, wanting my kids to be one thing, like to fully be themselves, right? It's like, right. Right. you haven't seen them in four years. You might not see them again for four years. You guys, she's amazing. Like this isn't typical. She's not always right. sitting in the corner rocking or like, talking with her tongue out like she's she's got all these great personality traits and 
but it's hard for her to be herself in those spaces because it's just, there's so much happening. Totally. Um, So I feel like it feels burdensome a little bit and like heavy. Yeah. And then checking my own heart and I'm not, well, I like, there's a part of me that's disappointed that she's not Mm. acting her best self around people she doesn't see often, you know, like, what are they thinking? Like my conversation with Josh is, I wonder what everyone's saying about us is they're leaving. I guess we're driving off. You know, like everyone drives off. And I feel like they could be saying a lot of negative things about the way that Mason behaves in this space and how I parent her mm-hmm. or not. And that, and that's not my mind to, I don't need to know. worry about that. It's yeah. so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never know. And and, I mean, you can't. So right. I, yeah. And their opinions of her and my fam- anyone else's opinions of my children and how I parent are not mine to hold. So right. it's like that managing all of that yeah. and then wondering like, okay, the next time we're all together, how do we go in in a successful way? And how do we make it work for everybody? And are the kids even having fun? You know, like, is this even enjoyable? And then you get home and it's like, you know, the kids will be like, that was the best time ever. Like, oh my gosh, this is so confusing. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And they're like, we love uncle and auntie so much. Like, did you talk to them? (laughs) Right. Did you do anything besides tell them to be quiet? (laughs) (laughs) This is so confusing. I love it. It's It's so true. It's so true. There's so much pressure, so much pressure on when you don't see family very often. And what you're saying is so true, Heather. Like you just want your kids to go in and be who you see them to be. But man, when it's, when there's sensory stuff and there's, loud people and it's a small space and it's the chaos of opening presents, which only happens once a year. Like there's just, there's so much that is so intense is not the word I'm looking for, but it's like everything that like sensory wise, everything's exploding mm-hmm. around and inside a kid. Like, no, of course, of course that's how Mason's going to respond. She's going to yeah. need to get away and, and rock or tell everybody to shush. <laughs> That's yeah. hard to hold that. And I find it hard too during holidays, like that there's all these expectations that everyone goes in with and mm-hmm. nobody's expectations are going to be met in the best way. You know, like I think everyone's leaving feeling like there's a missed expectation, but even putting on myself, like swearing every year, I won't. But for example, making sugar cookies, like I have in my mind, we're like as a cute, happy family decorating sugar cookies around the table. Mason doesn't want to decorate sugar cookies. Like she does, she's not interested. She doesn't want to touch the frosting or the sprinkles. She doesn't want to sit and sip hot chocolate. It's like, just do these fun holiday things and you will have fun. (laughs) This is a tradition. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like managing those things too. And as you know, we talk about this all the time as a parent to a child with a disability, how much is personality? How much is disability? Is it both? We'll never know. You know what I mean? Like what's yeah. what? Is it both? <laughs> the world may never know. We'll never know. <laughs> like, is this how she would respond? Like, does she just not like hot chocolate and decorating things? Like that's her personality? Or is there something tied to it with her disability that makes it less attractive to her? Right. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. I don't know. But there is, yeah, the pressure on the traditions. And there has to be a way to like pursue the traditions in your family that really ring true for your kids Mm -hmm. and let the other things go or give yourself grace that like, Oh, this is really important to me, but this is something that Mason doesn't participate in or this is like, we just need to let this go. No more 
sugar cookies in our family. <laughs> I felt like I did that this year with, um, and I talked about it a lot, but decorating the Christmas tree. Right. Totally. <laughs> like every year, Sunflower is my oldest. She's six. And then Rhodes is five. And then Shep is two. And Sunny is the wrangler of all things silly. And um, taking off the ornaments to look at them, to play with them, because she also likes figurines, mm-hmm. is what she loves to do. But we often get broken ones, or we can't find them, or like our tree gets pulled down if she pulls off the ornaments. And then all the boys are right there behind her doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Rhodes and yeah. Shep doing the same thing. Um, and I just feel like what's supposed to be fun becomes really negative mm-hmm. <laughs> and like a bothersome. So this year I just put lights on the tree and then we made with homeschooling a bunch of DIY crafts that I put on the tree, like ornaments that I put on the tree and it was wonderful. Rhodes was the only one that's like, but what about the other ornaments he like remembered and wanted Mm -hmm. to put them on? And I was like, you know what, but we have so many years to put those on. <laughs> right. These are not the years. <laughs> when, when everyone's gained a little more self control, then. Self control. <laughs> some sense. <Yeah. laughs> a little some bit more of some sense. <laughs> some sense. <laughs> then we can have these nicer things. <laughs> I love but, it. Um, yeah. So that tradition will come later. I feel like grace was my big word for this holiday season, especially with being nine months pregnant and a baby coming. I'm like, oh, we won't get to all the things. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of grace, I feel like that was my word going into the season too. I did a good job and then I didn't. Grace on myself. I really do extend grace to my kids in all those situations. I'm not like mad at my kids for responding the way that they do in a a setting like that. You know, it's more like my expectations and grace on myself. And so let's, that's a goal that I failed at good for me. So let's talk about <laughs> resolutions because it's the new year. Um, and so how do we go into a new year raising kids who have down syndrome? Does it make a difference? Goal setting? Is it like, how are you, what are you ladies like? Are you like pumped? You've got your vision board done. Your kids have done their vision boards. <laughs> um, or are you seven days in and already you've quit parenthood? <laughs> That's more the train I'm on. Do you want to go first, Heather, or should Oh, I don't need to. Micah, where are you at with this? Let's hear from Micah. Okay. I think when it comes to making goals with my kids or for the family, I'm we usually do a tiny bit of goal making in the beginning of the school year with the boys, um, with the older boys and not in the new year. I, I don't have any kind of like pressure on that. And most of the goal making for the boys is like, you know, how they want to do it. Like, are they going to work hard at basketball and get better or, or school stuff? Um, and that's an ongoing conversation. So I don't, I'm, Listen, I am not organized. I've never vision boarded in my life. I did get a special new full focus planner for Christmas. I'm mm, holding it up for everyone pretty. to see. Um, and so for me, I have goals that are professional. And, and I'm 
working hard to really be intentional to make some things happen this spring. Um, but I also have like some personal, um, like I, I am trying to sleep eight hours a night, which started with my concussion mm -hmm. and I was sleeping eight hours a night for the first time in 20 years. Wow. Um, because I just like, it's just really hard for me. I feel like not hard to sleep, but hard to let myself sleep. Mm. I have always felt like I, I need to wake up earlier. I need to get stuff done. I need to be like driven and, mm. and, um, accomplishing things. And so since I was in college, I just started like forcing myself to only sleep six hours a night, um, seven hours a night at most. And then I had my concussion in the spring and I had to sleep eight hours a night to survive and to let my brain heal. And now if I'm not sleeping eight hours a night, I, I have a headache the rest mm. of the day. And so it's one of those things that's like, you know, the hand of God <laughs> in my right. life. Like yeah. I, this is a new, this has to be my new normal and I have to figure out how to do it. Right. And so um, that's, I think that's, it's an interesting place to be where it's like, I've always wanted to get enough sleep. I yeah. just haven't let myself. Um, so I'm trying to figure out how do you do things and get things done if you still let yourself go to bed. Um, totally. So that's where I am like with my, but so sleeping eight hours a night is a goal for myself because I don't want to live with headaches for the rest of my life and, um, and also still accomplishing things that I, I want to accomplish professionally and in my family and all that stuff. But one of my big things, um, you know, there's like goals that I have for ACE, of course, there's the goals that he has in his IEP. There's like the dreams that I have for him this year. But um, a big thing for me is how do I simplify my, my days and my mm. afternoons with my family Yeah, and still give each of my boys what they need. Um, and that's challenging. I feel like that's been the spring, the fall was a hard season. Um, I mean, a big part of that was recovering from my concussion, but yeah. also I, you know, I have a sixth grader who really needs my attention when it comes to homework and it can be, there can be a lot of emotions around his homework and then Ace um, can play by himself forever. But I know from some, the therapists and stuff in our lives that it's not best for him to always just be playing by himself all afternoon while I'm helping his brothers. Um, he needs some attention. He needs to be growing. He needs to not just be sitting and listening to music, which he could do forever. And um, so how do I give Ace the time that he needs? How do I get him to the therapies he needs to get to? How do I help my oldest son with, with his homework and still um, support and give Brooksy, my middle son, like the time and attention he deserves. And mm -hmm. so that was my challenge all fall. And so some of my goals are just like, okay, how am I going to simplify therapies for ACE? Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at that. Um, I'm, I signed Brooksy up for a couple of afternoon things because I feel like he's the one who gets, uh, 
who, you know, that it, it's, he's the easiest one to not give something to in the Mm -hmm. afternoon. You know what I mean? 100%. Right. And so I feel like it's not fair to him. So he's starting guitar lessons today. Oh, I love that. And, um, and then August is doing homework. He's doing the after school program and doing his homework at the after school program every afternoon. Um, and I'm picking him up later. So some of that is not necessarily new year's goals, except for that. I, the, except for the part of like, I want to know how to simplify and how to give everybody what they need. And so, yeah, I think that that's an answer. August staying longer and not doing his homework at home. Mm-hmm. So I can um, give Brooks what he needs. And then also uh, like re I'm reassessing what Ace needs in the afternoons. Yeah. So. Get it, Micah. That sounds like. Um, <laughs> it sounds like a great plan. Yeah. A good start. It does. Thanks, guys. Are you guys, you guys are familiar with the Enneagram. We've never talked about Enneagram. Oh, no, I love the Enneagram. On, I love um, the Enneagram. On here. So we, I got familiar with the Enneagram about five years ago and then <laughs> have done a lot of studying on it. But I, I am an Enneagram two, which is a helper. And I actually don't know my wing yet. I also think that um, I'm an Enneagram anomaly. Not really, but Micah's been pretty convinced I'm an eight, which is a challenger, which I have no problem with. But then she'll send me articles Make and then I read who? them. Boyette? That's Micah. Yeah, Micah Boyette. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Micah um, May, because I know Micah May loves it too. <laughs> yeah. The Enneagram. Yeah. And I will read the articles and then I'll be like, this is, this feels opposite to how I feel in my heart. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is fine. Like an eight, I've, eights are great. And I would have no problem if I was an eight. I just know I'm not. But there's yeah. also things about being a two that don't necessarily match with me. Anyway, this is not about Enneagram. My point is... <laughs> I, this is what, this is my theory. I have zero research to back this up friends. Okay. This is all basically made up, (laughs) made up BS, but maybe true. Okay. So I'm in the social media space as people know, if you don't know, I'm in the social media space and I feel like the majority of people on social media who are extremely successful in that space, who are the goal people. So like the self-help people or people who have written like the self-help books and are the journalers and the vision boarders. I think they're Enneagram threes. Yes. If not always 97% of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, An Enneagram three is an achiever. They are wonderful people. But I always, like, I think on social media, that's where I get inundated with, this is what you should be doing. Um, And like, that's where the outside pressure falls in on me is usually on social media. And then I always think, I think they're all threes on the Enneagram. I am not. So I'm not going to feel badly about not having a vision board or not creating a list of goals or not having achieved all my goals. Cause that's not the thing that is natural to my personality, mm-hmm. but there's that, I feel pressure for some reason to be that person, but nobody's pressuring me. Well, social, because, social media is pressuring you and that's yeah. a real like that's, Just that's not relevant. even a human pressure. That's like a monster pressure. Right. right. And that's for real. And I think in the Down syndrome, yeah. Do you, do you guys feel in the Down syndrome community, a pressure to do things with your kids with Down syndrome that maybe is coming from the community itself rather than from your own gut instinct for your kid? Mm. Does that make sense? That question? Sure. Do you feel that way ever? Yeah, yeah, I do yeah. sometimes. I mean, do you mean 
in terms, Heather, of like, my kids should be doing this therapy. Totally. Yeah. My kids should be doing this. And like, so, the, and I feel like the new year pressure um, piles that on just because of what the new year represents. So then it's like this, okay, now my kid hasn't been doing A, B, C, and D. So we're going to get this therapy going, or we're going to get this like educational system going or this system at home right. going or the right. chore chart or the da da da, like the list goes on and on. And I can feel that pressure throughout the year, but I feel it the most in January mm. and at the beginning of school. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And where's that say the beginning of school for me, I feel it a little bit more yeah. than I do January. And I feel like for sunflower. Yeah. So yes, you know, last year I felt that when she was younger, I felt that, um, pressure a lot. Like I wanted to do talk tools. I was so happy we were in Terry Brown. Like it wasn't more physical therapy, occupational therapy. It was like the specialty kind of therapies. Mm -hmm. yeah. Those like ones that are like, you know, just like magical. <laughs> I don't know. Just yeah. the specialty therapies and same with horseback riding. I felt the pressures of that. Um, but then I had to let it go slowly. So I feel like I've been on that, um, route again, just letting it go. Like we can't mm -hmm. afford horse therapy right now. So mm -hmm, we're not right. going to do it. I'm not going to break my back trying to do it. It'd be awesome for Sunny. It'd be great for speech and all that. But, um, right now we can't do it. Maybe we get to in the fall. So like I, I do, I have a inner battle, but it's funny with her account. I've kind of like, just like slowed down a little bit because it does, like, I, I get muffled in what I want to focus on for her compared to what I see other moms focusing on for their own yes. kids and mm -hmm. making it my own. So um, I think by actually taking a break on her social media, it's actually helped. So I didn't come into January feeling that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. But I hear you. I have I have an amazing therapist who work, has worked and works a lot with moms of children with special needs, um, and I just happened upon her. Um, but I've been back to seeing her a few times in the past couple of months, and she, I was bringing this up with her, like, I know Ace needs to be in this therapy. I know we need to be doing this thing. And she stopped me and she was like, what is way, or she was like, you know, what's way more important than, than your child getting to like do all the therapies you think that he needs to do. She was like, his parents, like they're, they're, what did, oh, now I'm blanking on the word and this is not, I'm not getting it across. Is it like your health and wholeness or like yes, your, that's, okay. that's it. Yeah. Like your his sanity. parents' little health, like yeah. your, his parents' availability, right. his parents' mm -hmm. um, like support and love at home. Because yeah. in the and, end, they're so young and like, how do you see the fulfillment of filling up their schedule? Like how right. do you, is there, there's no instant gratification. Well, not always. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how do you know, like doing all the things? Is so here's, yeah, here's where we're at in entering 2020. Um, Josh and I have a saying that, that we say to each other all the time is, will this matter in five years? Mm -hmm. We just started thinking that way. Mm -hmm. We weren't thinking that way five years ago. And there are, there are things that I should have asked myself about Macy. I should have asked that question. Will this matter in five years? The answer is yes. 
but there were, there's so many battles to choose all the time that I, there are a lot I didn't choose and we're now 11 and a half. And I think, dang it, we should have chose that battle. Mm -hmm. So here we are entering 2020 trying to choose it. It's five to seriously 10 years too late. Not too late. That's right. It's never too late. late, Friends, everyone hear that. I don't believe it's ever too late, but my goals for 2020 are her, like the things that we need to work on with her and all of it feels so overwhelming. I don't even know where to start. And we're seven. I mean, when we're recording this, it's the seventh friends, but we're seven days in 20 days in when everyone hears this or not 20 days in and I haven't started. So then (laughs) whenever I set myself up with goals and I'm like, great, I've already not done the goal. January 1st is when we were sued. (laughs) What's happening. And then I get all anti-goal and then I get on my (laughs) soapbox of like, like trying for me, it's like the balance of, okay, we, it is time to do these things. And I can talk about what the things are. It's nothing embarrassing to Macy. Um, it's time to do these things. However, if we never do these things, Mason's incredible. And I'm a great mom, you know, like Mason is, we are enough. My whole, my whole soapbox is you are enough. My kid is enough. I am enough. Dear mom listening, whoever you are, you are enough. You don't have to do one more thing for your child to be awesome. And for you to be a good parent, Mm -hmm. stop that. Mm-hmm. However, we've got to do these things. You know what I mean? Like I, it's hard for me to hold it, to yeah. figure out yeah. how to hold that in a way that that works. I think I'm still learning. Any because tips? Some of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, <know. laughs> I feel like it, it is holding like a, two different things, right? One is your value and Mason's value. Mm-hmm. And the other is like a, accomplishment. You know, it's a, it's a thing to do. So there's a part about who you are that has nothing to do, who you are, Heather, has nothing to do with how, how much you accomplish as a mom, just as what, how, who Mason is, has nothing to do with what she accomplishes Mm. as a 10 year old and 11 year old. Um, But, but the, the goals are different, right? They're, they're tasks that we're striving for. And I think there's a way to hold both of those things and to simplify how, what we like to hold the goals in a way that tells ourselves every day, this is not about who I am. This is about big dreams and things we're pushing for. And, and like, I, this doesn't have to affect my value. Um, so I, I don't know. I wrote, I wrote down these, goals for myself and in this little book that I've been this I asked for this journal this goal shirt whatever this thing is I don't know but it's like you know you write down the goal summary and then you write down your key motivations like why is this a goal that you have and then you order them um And so I wrote down, so I'll read you what I wrote. So my goal detail is find ways to simplify afternoons with the kids. And my motivations were like one motivation is I don't want to have frantic driving anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like that keeps them from growing and playing. I feel like spending so much time in the car is not good for anybody. Two, I want more space to learn rhythms of rest and responsibility, like for myself and for my kids. And, um, And I want space for me to be able to read in the afternoons and embrace less anxious headspace. (laughs) Okay. So then then I put that in order. Like what's most important to me? 
And so I put that the space for me was the most important. And that space for them to learn rhythms of rest and responsibility is number two. And then three, frantic driving is like keeping them from playing is no good. And then it says next steps. Like, what do I got to do to make this happen? Mm -hmm. And so I wrote those things down. And then the fun part is that you get to write your reward at the end. Um, What did you give yourself a trip to Mexico? (laughs) That would be amazing. I I have other ones that I was like, if I accomplish this thing, I did write down if I sleep eight hours a night for three months that I get to have a night away with Chris. Yes. That's what I I wrote. Um, this one, I just said, calm afternoons will be its own reward. <laughs> 100. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but I do think like some of the, I was starting to feel overwhelmed with ACEs development. I mean, I'm always overwhelmed with his development, right? Let's be honest. Yeah. I know. But yeah. I was like, you know, how do I narrow this down? I feel like I've become good at celebrating small steps, mm. but when I'm setting goals for him, they're big goals that I I don't have a good way of like giving myself small things to do for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, and I was like, what do I really want? I want him to be able to sit at a desk and um, when he goes to kindergarten next year, be able to, you know, color the paper that he's given and, right. or write, or the start, he, I want him to be at a starting place of being able to write his name. And how does that start by him being able to hold a crayon? Mm-hmm. And so I, Mercedes had these cool handwriting crayons um, at her house and I went and uh, they're handwriting without tears crayons. Yeah. And I went and bought those and then I bought some special like scissors, starter scissors. I got the same ones. <laughs> and, um, and then every day for five minutes, Ace and I sit at his little table and I set a timer and we it. just cut or color. And we started that like early December and we were out to lunch at a restaurant when I was visiting my parents and the waitress brought everybody like paper and crayons and Ace picked up the crayon and like did a, drew a couple of lines on the, on the paper. And that was like, you know, he didn't attend to it for five minutes or (laughs) those sorts of things, but like small little things. And my goal is for him to be able to sit in August when he starts kindergarten, sit right. in color. Sit and in color. We can do that. We can do that. Five minutes a day. Sit at the table. I love, I love it. That Micah. That's I love really your journal. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs> I do. I like that idea of a journal. I just know that I would do it for a week and then I wouldn't do it. Yeah. One hundred. And that. Well, full. and that's sort of how I've been too. I mean, yeah. I mean, in my life, but I think I, I I'm not good at this stuff, but mm-hmm. um, the. I also know my, how chaotic my mind is and like, I am trying to do it not because it's, I'm, I'm sure that I'll be good at it, but just because I think it will ease my anxiety some. Mm, I love that. I feel like when I journal, it's only when I'm going through a hard time or I am angry. So when I pass away, I'm going to have a bunch of angry, sad journals (laughs) to leave the world. (laughs) Basically, Isn't that terrible? That's funny. So you've got all kinds of pictures, yes. videos. They'll be like, these are conflicting messages, mom. Yes. <laughs> They're all complicated. Why did you only write your sorrows? <laughs> Why did you have so much anger? Um, it's not my turn. Is it my turn? 
Yeah, go girl. Do it. Um, My word this year, and it's kind of cheesy because it's the name of my baby, but is brave. I love that. And um, we're in such a new season of moving to a new town um, and having a new baby. And I felt um, like personally that I have always struggled with being a stay-at-home mom and then secretly always finding some sort of entrepreneurship thing to do. Mm-hmm. So not really being stable, <laughs> you know, like, like I would have an Etsy shop or do a conference or <laughs> I just always had things. And, um, I feel like I can't really do that right now. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like fourth kiddo and having four, kiddos six being my oldest just feels like a time to pause and um learn as much as I can and and be brave enough to actually just be where I am just to um not do not be purposeful in those ways but to be purposeful in the way that is most important to me which is being a mom which is being mentally healthy and available for my family. And, um, so my word is brave and, um, like, I just want to walk daily, like whether it's by myself or with my kiddos, um, and put into motion prayers and thoughts that I have or worries. Um, and my good friend, Elise Snipes talks about walking, like physically putting into action, um, thoughts that you have, you feel that way when you're simply just moving, like having those thoughts and taking steps forward. Um, so I feel like, and I've never been an exerciser. So, and actually committing to exercising every day sounds way more daunting and like, I can't do that. So committing to walking every day to ex- to, um, put into motion my thoughts sounds way more doable to me Mm -hmm. and it sounds like my kids can join me and I won't feel defeated you know when you go exercise you kind of need to put your kids somewhere like those things like I have to rethink everything so that it becomes more accomplishing also kind of what you were saying Micah like for um Brooksy I feel that way for Rhodes like he could be the one that is the kind of the most fine but could kind of also um get lost amongst all the littles than sunflower and her extra needs. So I have him in a, um, like a TK preschool thing two times a week now. And, um, which is actually kind of a big deal for me to drop him off somewhere for any amount of time or (laughs) to make sure he has vaccinations to go to those things. (laughs) These are all big things for me. And, um, but I think they'll help to give him the attention he wants and the friendships he wants while also not being constantly in the, the middle of our circus. Cause he's, he's the one that talks really well. He is um, always the guy I go to when I'm like, Hey, have you seen Sunny? Or, mm. Hey, can you get me the baby a diaper? You know, yeah, he right. just becomes my right hand man and he's only five. You know, and I kind of don't want that for him every day, obviously. And I just, I want to make sure he's being taken care of. And so I'm being brave. I'm allowing other people to help me with my children. I'm being brave. 
and giving them vaccines. Uh, I don't know, guys. I'm in the gray about it, <laughs> the vaccines. Um, but I'm praying because I feel like with four kids, I need to disperse them. <laughs> I need yes. to trust someone yeah. just yes. to be my best self. Um, so being brave and knowing that God has my kids as well. And um, yeah. Get it, girl. That. Get it. <laughs> I think that's such a so such an important thing to say, Mercedes, that it is brave to let other people love your kids. Yeah. And it's a it is a it's an act of, tr of trust and it's yeah. also an act of taking care of yourself. Yeah. And it's also a belief that it's good for your kids to be loved by other people. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's something that gets lost a lot of times in the conversation about, you know, so should I send my kid to, to preschool or should I have a nanny or should right. I go back to work? Is that um, sometimes it's actually really wonderful for your kids to experience an, a, a different adult if it's a loving, caring adult who um, they have a different perspective, a different way to show them the world. And that's great. I love that, Micah. And for when that time you spent the afternoon with us, you taught them a song for the trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> and Micah got on the trampoline and they still sing that song. It was like, it was Texas tea. Texaco, I don't know. Texaco, <laughs> overhead, New Mexico. <laughs> I, I needed to give your California kids a little Texas. So I love it. The splits. Yes. Splits. I think we've Michael's changed the words a little bit, but <laughs> that was that's the it. one that they loved. <laughs> Micah's I'm taught so my glad. kids that song too. So <laughs> maybe you write an album. Auntie Micah. Wander around California teaching people. Teaching kids. Texaco. Texaco, Texaco. <laughs> my papa worked for Texaco, so I have okay. like, a <laughs> spot. Okay. Okay. I'm going to bring us back because it's time <laughs> for good news. And I think we were talking about, and someone mentioned it, talking about setting goals. I think it was you, Micah. It's like those little goals are easy to celebrate and the big goals, I, I think it's hard for me to see them. Uh-huh coming to fruition ever in the history of my child's life is yeah. how I feel about those big goals. Yeah. <laughs> but I Too love much. it. Yeah. But I know that when we set up this idea of good news, it was because we want to be able to celebrate all of the things because it's really important to celebrate the big things and the little things and everything in between. So that brings us to, oh, look at me singing already. Ooh. A time that we, <laughs> that we like to call good news. Good <gasps> news in a new year. Good new year. news in a new year today. Was someone drumming? <laughs> I thought I heard oh. a drum. Maybe cool. there's just drum. There's just rhythm in the back. We need a drum. <laughs> We're gonna. I'm gonna bang a drum next bom, time. Okay. Bom, bom. <laughs> Who has some good news? We have some from listeners, but do you, any of you have some good news? I have I, some really oh, great good. news, but you, oh, yes. And then Mercedes. Okay. Um, yes. So you guys, Ace has been, has struggled to grow um, his whole life. And when he was like one and a half, he went on a medication who, that I imagine a lot of listeners out there, they're children might have been on to periactin to help um, induce hunger for him and 
through his life, I have shed a lot of tears over like thinking he was doing better and then going in and he's lost weight. And just like that constant mom fear of like, this is my baby and I have one job and it's to feed them and make them go to sleep, you know, like, and feeling like this is not happening. Um, and we, right before the holidays, we went to his GI doctor and Ace had grown so much that he got to go off the medication. Wow. And he has shown so much interest in food. He's off of Pediasure. Um, and he is just like eating like a champ. He's so excited to eat right now. So and fun. it feels like a miracle after years of begging him to put food in his mouth and trying so hard with feeding therapists to find what he'll actually eat. I feel like I know him and what he likes. And um, he also has discovered dessert, which makes my heart sing because yes. I just want him to eat cake. And I want him <laughs> to eat ice cream and yes. all the things that you're supposed to eat when you're a kid. So uh, I'm I couldn't be more thankful to feel like there's that there's a whole medication out of our lives that yes. we don't have to worry about anymore. And I just every time he eats, it just feels like a miracle. Micah, this is. Huge news, such yes. good news. I'm snapping that out. Thank you. And that's a big one. Like how many years ago, you know, like to hold on to that. How many years ago were you thinking this, this is our forever? Yeah. And then, yeah. Totally. I mean, it's, it just takes time. Now, and it was like yeah. one and a half. So it's been three years. Of yes. And that's a long that time cool. to watch a goal come into yes. fruition. So yes. Ace, I know I've been following you on social and every post, it's just so good. <laughs> I'm the like, sweetest. look, he's got chocolate in his mouth again. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Mercedes, do you have good news for Sunny May? I do. Um, I'm going to give two. Um, she's just such a good big sister. And I feel like she just wants to just love on her newborn baby. And it's really, really sweet. And I just, I love to see her in that role as a big sister. And I love that she just wants to be right by my side with this baby. And so good news is she's a sweetheart. Um, and then the second one is we've been working on her name, writing her name and spelling her name. And, um, she can spell a name, just not her own. She spells Rhodes' name. <laughs> and so great. we'll say R-H-O-D-E-S. And <laughs> Sunny. Yes. Okay, we'll work on it. We'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so she spells out Rhodes' name. She gets R-H-O-D and then the E and S sometime arrive, but or sometimes they're just left out. But she will verbally say R-H-O-D-E-S. That's awesome. Yeah, so she's spelling a name, just not. Yes, I love that. Her name. And it's a very important name. <laughs> it's an important name. It's, it's her favorite person. So <laughs> something she'll do need to take with her into the future for sure. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna do some good news from a listener. So this is from Instagram. The Instagram handle, you guys. Every time we say an Instagram handle, I will recognize it is awkward and weird. And because that's what Instagram handles are. But this is DLayer04. And she sent some good news about her favorite Instagram friend, which is Trista the Barista. 
I'm spelling this out for you. And as soon as you are done listening to this episode or right now hit pause, go on Instagram and follow Trista. We follow Trista. I, I have made Trista Mason's mentor. Trista doesn't maybe know this yet until now. <laughs> Trista is T-R-I-S-T-A, the T-H-E, barista, B-A-R-I-S-T-A. Trista has Down syndrome. She works at Biddy and Bose, that coffee shop oh, where yeah. all the employees have Down syndrome um, or disabilities. We need to have them on the podcast. This is so yeah. Oh my gosh, we do. Um, interested as hip hop at Mason's favorite hip hop place called, oh gosh, Peace Love Hip Hop. I think nice. that they're in like one of the Carolinas, okay. somewhere yeah. far, far from here. Good news. Trista, this person said, my boss, babe of a roomie, Trista, officially has her own sewing business. So this is very good news. Yeah. Trista started her own business. She's um, a little entrepreneur. That's so and it's cool. Trista Sunshine Company on Instagram. <gasps> Oh, cute. So go follow. If she sells a product that you will use and love, buy it from her because we love to support our community. Trista, love you, girl. So She's a good one. Good follow. So cool. Good news. Okay. I have a good news too. Um, the Instagram handle Mrs. Sass, S-A-A-S, wrote on Instagram <laughs> that my little Tyson is 13 months old and has been receiving PT for about a year. And he just started crawling. Yay. So yay. Celebrating Tyson's crawling and celebrating all of the things that now need to be put up high. In <laughs> totally. Yes. And <laughs> all of the <laughs> electrical devices mm -hmm. that need to be plugged up. And it's, it's such a fun moment when your kid starts crawling. It's cool. so exciting. And at 13 months, it's so exciting. Yeah. Good, good work, Tyson. We love that. And so friends, as always, we want to hear good news from you. That is your New Year's goal, friends, to call <laughs> <Yes>. in, <laughs> to call in, leave a voicemail or send us an email through our website, luckyfewpodcast.com or direct message on Instagram at the lucky few pod. Our phone number is 42. 442-9147. We need to hear good news from you because we know you're celebrating it all the time. And friends, if you have a product or a business and you want to help us shout the worth of people with Down syndrome, we would love to partner with you as well um, as a sponsor. So you can email us at hello at the luckyfewpodcast.com for our sponsorship opportunities. And please do reach out. Our sponsorship, our sponsorship, our podcast is growing and growing and growing. And it's especially if you have a product specific for people with Down syndrome, this is a really good space to share that product. And then it helps us fund what we do so that we can keep doing it because we don't want to stop. And stop. we're not going to. As always, a huge, huge thank you to our editor and producer, Andy Lara, and our co-producer, Val Schleter, to our sponsors and to all of you who have shared the Lucky Few podcast with friends, all of you who have listened faithfully and who continue to cheer us on. We're so thankful. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember that you are dear, sweet, amazing listeners supporting your loving with Down syndrome. You are a shouter of worth and a narrative shifter. So keep on keeping on. Happy January. We're cheering for you. See you later. Bye. Yay. Happy New Year. Bye. Thanks for listening to Lucky Few Podcasts. Remember to review our show on Apple Podcasts and check us out on all social media at the Lucky Few Pod. You can also support the show now via anchor.fm just by going to the website, scroll down to the bottom, and you can begin your support right now. Lastly, send us your good news by going to theluckyfewpodcast.com and sending us a message via text, voicemail, or email. See you next time.